Welcome to Season 2, Episode 7 of Love, Words, and Poetry, Weaving and Understanding. The poem I'll read, it took 7th place in the 85th Annual Writer's Digest Writing Competition in the Rhyming Poetry Contest in 2016. The Weaver He had been weaving a long time, yards gathered behind the loom, but when I first noticed he had weft and warp in earth colors, meticulously creating patterns with sounds of blue river rushing through. Terracotta dust sprinkled the threads, and pecans bumped up through brown and rusty greens caught in a mesh of fibers and spun bark that stretched out in tunnels and bridges in gabardine, while ferns uncurled tiny fronds and wove them in. More beige and sage and cactus with spines like pins, and in a looser weave, arctic air blew flaming leaves, ice crystals, and a flood of night snow, indigo, and glowing luminarias that burst into Broadway lights while starry begonias exploded into Rembrandt tulips and hyacinths. The fibers snagged with hints of primrose in mud drooping in filaments of rain before palm trees' ragged edges disrupted and frayed the weave and orange blossoms burst and whitened and spread their fragrance, scented freesias intoxicating flying fibers, and one magnificent Mirandi rose poured out its damask perfume in spun velvet layers of burgundy and maroon, heart's blood rising in strands of dark incense, while the weaver untangles knotted labyrinths. The words of the day are warp and weft. The warp thread functions as the skeleton of the weave and holds the tension during weaving. It is normally strung vertically over the loom. The weft thread is used to weave between the warp threads horizontally. In the manufacture of cloth, warp and weft are the two basic components in weaving to transform thread and yarn into textile fabrics. The vertical warp yarns are held stationary in tension on a loom, a frame, while the horizontal weft, also called the woof, is drawn, drawn through, inserted over and under the warp thread. The warp is the set of yarns or other things stretched in place on a loom before the weft is introduced during the weaving process. It is regarded as the longitudinal set in a finished fabric with two or more sets of elements. The warp must be strong to be held under high tension during the weaving process, unlike the weft, which carries almost no tension. This requires the yarn used for the warp to be made of spun and plied fiber, 
Traditionally, wool, linen, alpaca, and silk were used. However, improvements in spinning technology during the Industrial Revolution created cotton yarn of sufficient strength to be used in mechanized weaving. Because the weft does not have to be stretched on a loom the way the warp is, it can generally be less strong. It is usually made of spun fiber, originally wool, flax, and cotton. As metaphor, the expression warp and weft is used metaphorically the way fabric is. For example, the warp and woof of a student's life equates to the fabric of a student's life. Warp and weft are sometimes used even more generally in literature to describe the basic dichotomy of the world we live in, as in up-down, in-out, black-white, sun-moon. The expression is also used similarly for the underlying structure upon which something is built. In our love letters, we answered the question, in what way have I become more understanding of your feelings since our marriage encounter? In my letter, I wrote, Dearest Wes, I guess the first step towards being understanding of your feelings was to become more aware of them. Learning to listen to what you say about how you feel was very important, since in the past you sometimes didn't say as much about your feelings, or when you did, I think I subconsciously discounted them as not being as important as what you thought. I guess I was sexist. I thought only I had to deal with feelings, whereas you should generally just have rational thoughts, and feelings were only necessary for you during major crises, like your dad's death. But now I've come to realize you have feelings about everything, even if they're expressed differently, and I feel comfortable hearing and listening to you telling me about them, more open and accepting of them, because I realize they are an important part of you, and an integral part of our coupleness. Since our weekend, I understand how your feelings affect our relationship and how understanding your feelings leads me to love you more, as I know all of you better. It makes me feel closer to you because I understand more what makes you feel happy, and I want to make you happy all the time. And I do love the sensitive, feeling person you are, more each time we share the feelings we have. All my love, Vicki. In Wes's letter, he wrote, Dearest Vicki, I know we've talked several times already about some of the ways our weekend has helped me become more understanding of your feelings. Certainly, your need for nonverbal communication, your wanting to be close to me and more of a part of my life, became clearer to me, and I have tried to change my actions and attitudes accordingly. I feel very happy and excited about having achieved this new understanding. It feels like I am experiencing more of you and that we are becoming more of a couple. I have even been surprised at my own willingness to change so as to deal with my new understanding. 
And that makes me feel proud and more confident in my ability to contribute to our marriage. And even when I have not always acted in accordance with my new understanding, I am able to understand your feelings much better. My lover, I continue to be amazed at all that our weekend taught me. I and we can do for our marriage. I love you so much. Your Wes. I'm going to read The Weaver again, but before I start, I'm going to give some background so that you'll understand the poem more deeply. This is really an illustration of my life. It begins with sounds of Blue River rushing through. I was born in San Antonio, and of course the river runs through the city, although it's not exactly blue. The pecans in the second verse grew in our backyard in Oklahoma, and it seemed like a very dusty place. The ferns came in when we moved to New Jersey, and then later I lived on Broadway in New York, and I grew begonias in my window. When we moved back out to New Jersey, I grew Rembrandt tulips and hyacinths and many other beautiful flowers. When we finally moved to California, there were palm trees everywhere, but there were also orange blossoms, freesias, and I had one beautiful Mirandi rose that has a scent that just can hardly be described. So now I'll read it again. The Weaver He had been weaving a long time, yards gathered behind the loom. But when I first noticed he had weft and warp in earth colors, meticulously creating patterns with sounds of blue river rushing through. Terracotta dust sprinkled the threads, and pecans bumped up through brown and rusty greens caught in a mesh of fibers and spun bark that stretched out in tunnels and bridges in gabardine while ferns uncurled tiny fronds and wove them in. More beige and sage and cactus with spines like pins and in a looser weave, arctic air blue, flaming leaves, ice crystals, and a flood of night snow, indigo, and glowing luminarias that burst into Broadway lights while starry begonias exploded into Rembrandt tulips and hyacinths. The fibers snagged, with hints of primrose in mud drooping in filaments of rain before palm trees' ragged edges disrupted and frayed the weave, and orange blossoms burst and whitened and spread their fragrance, scented freesias intoxicating flying fibers, and one magnificent Mirandi rose poured out its damask perfume in spun velvet layers of burgundy and maroon heart's blood rising in strands of dark incense while the weaver untangles knotted labyrinths.
May you have a day filled with beauty and a week full of glorious adventures.